0: Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an ExpressBet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races up 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with Firstbet bet and reside in the state where such activity is legal void or prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700
1: The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest.
2: They got three sixteenths to go, and it's Lloyd's Logic who shrugs off Chuckanut Bay in upper stretch, and Lloyd's Logic opens out powerfully. Lloyd's Logic crushing the field in the Gottstein. Lloyd's Logic and Jose Zunino, an impressive performance, winning the Gottstein by about eight.
3: Horse Racing Northwest from Emerald Downs after the final weekend of the 2022 season. Twenty seventh such meeting at Emerald Downs in Auburn, Washington. Opening day back in nineteen ninety six, and we went out in style with some real excitement on Sunday afternoon, September eighteenth. Joe Withy and Vince Brune, Bill Downs. Let's see, it is Friday. He might be back in Pittsburgh by now.
4: I did. I got a text from Bill last okay. night that they had arrived. Uh, him and Megan had arrived back there, and uh, yeah, said say hi to everybody. He made it safe and sound.
3: That's great. Yeah, Bill Bill Downs, our track announcer, concluding his first season last Sunday. And he went out in style, Vince. Uh, we had three stakes on Sunday, the 18th. Hat-trick for Bill. Yeah, he got them all. Blazing Bella Blue in the Washington Cup, Philly and Mare. Papa's Golden Boy in the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic. And Lloyd's Logic, who we just heard, win the Gottstein Futurity and become the track's top two-year-old.
4: Floyd's Logic put on quite a show, breaking from the 10 post, uh, went right to the lead, crossed over into the first turn, and uh, Chuckanut Bay uh, did challenge into the head of the lane, but Floyd's uh, Logic flicked him aside and just uh, won powerfully, 143-1. and won. For a two-year-old, a 71 buyer is pretty serious number. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I didn't realize that. That's the biggest by a two-year-old at Emerald Downs this year. He's a nice horse. Chuckanut Bay did show up, the favorite, but he was just second best. He was second by seven. Then It's Turbo uh, finished third. So congratulations to everyone there. Tom Wenzel, capping a brilliant meet for him. And uh, George Todaro and his manager, Bob Capoletti. How about Lloyd's Logic? And Aloha Breeze, champion two year old Colton Gelding, also champion two year old Philly, both by the Factor bought in Kentucky.
3: Yeah, that's uh that's a little bit of an oddity. The factor, the sire of both our top juveniles this year. The factor also got his second Gotstein winner, Northwest Factor, back in twenty eighteen, won oh. the Gottstein.
4: For for uh Joe Withy and company.
3: For, yeah, for uh uh where you where are we at? Uh silks, David Israel and The rest of us, that was a great thrill. Uh, How about the rest of the uh, top honors at the 2022 meeting, Vince?
4: Well, you know... um Horse of the meat, top Washington Red, top older horse, top sprinter. I'll go to Sluice to wiz. Very deserving. A little bit of a shame that Papa's Golden Boy didn't get something in there because he yeah. had a heck of a meat, too. But that's the way it goes sometimes. Yep. And, and we all know winning the mile carries a lot of weight around here. That's and, huge. Uh, yep. That's huge. But uh, Papa's Golden Boy uh, with a big win on Sunday... Certainly uh, had an outstanding year, too, as an older horse. Top Older Fillier Mare, and Sevens. Now, Blazing Bella Blue got her in the Washington Philly and Mare, and Blazing Bella Blue had a big meet. But again, Top Older Fillier Mare, Zippin' Sevens won the big one. Uh, the Emerald Distaff, and then ran a good second to Blazing Bella Blue. That was another good race on Sunday. And it, it was. It really was too. That was a little bit like the Muckleshoot Tribal Classic almost. Both horses were one ten to a dollar, just over even money. Both fired big shots. Great, great training r- job by Charles Essex to have Blazing hmm. Bella Blue ready off the layoff. And what a nice, nice horse she is. And then top three-year-old male, You're the Cause. We've talked about it. One of the great stories here at Emerald Downs the last few years. Claimed for eight. Finishes the season four for 4 a $116 upset, was it, in the yeah. Muckleshoot Derby. So got top three-year-old male. Also got Debbie Van Horn, uh, top uh, training achievement. Top three-year-old filly goes and to... And
3: unofficially, top claim of the meet, which is
4: an unofficial title. The unofficial title. Okay, yeah. And then top three-year-old filly goes to Slack Tide. Um, Tis a Macho Girl did win uh, uh, the Washington uh, Oaks. But Slack-Tide ran second in there, and she also won the two sprints going in. So I can't disagree with Slack-Tide getting top three-year-old Philly. Lloyd's Logic, Aloha Breeze, we mentioned getting the top juvenile honors. Top claimer goes to Prospera. This one could have gone a lot of different ways. Prospera, another one, finished the season on a real heater, four Mm. in a row. Mm -hmm. Three straight for Candy Cryerman and John Parker. Race of the meat, Long Acres Mile. Leading jockey, again, goes to Alex Cruz. That's a hat trick for Alex, tying a track record. Leading trainer, George Rosales, with 36. Leading owner, John Parker, 25 wins. Yeah. That's uh, 14 wins back to the second-place uh, Paddock Partners, and that's uh, win number, title number five for John Parker. Writing achievement and trading achievement goes to Cruz and Van Horn. Cruz for his third straight title, Van Horn, for the great work with You're the Cause. Durkin Award, Debbie Perry, Lindy Award goes to Kevin Radke.
3: And the Durkin Award chosen by our race office staff,
4: Brett Anderson for just, uh, you know, uh, really uh, helping uh, the racing program along in a nice manner and uh, being a pleasure to work with. Uh, that's Debbie and the uh, Lindy, uh, named after Lindy Allant, the clerk of scales for so many years, voted on bird Jockeys for sportsmanship and accomplishment. Yeah. And Radke showed he deserved it going out and winning two stakes on closing day. Exactly. What a fine closing day for
3: Kevin Radke. And a little update on him. You'll probably see him at Golden Gate, possibly even this weekend. He he thought he might. Uh, I didn't look at Sunday's entries yet, uh, Sunday the 25th. But uh, he thought Blaine Wright had a, a mount for him. And he did drive down with his wife, Jamie, and... Uh, Kevin Radke will be showing up there in Northern California after just a really fine season for him as his second year in his comeback. Um, okay, well, there's the season honors. Uh, and we we had a few people retire this year. Hall of Fame trainer Doris Harwood had her last starter a couple weeks ago with five-star general uh, Bob Bean uh, retiring after two seasons at Emerald Downs. You'll see him a little bit in Southern Cal at Fresno, maybe Los Alamitos before the end of the year. And uh, Roy Lum, um, you know, we didn't announce Sunday when he presented the trophy for the Godstein that he was officially retiring, but uh, by all indications, he is going to. And, and he really was a big part of this track's history.
4: Yep. Uh, number seven all yeah. time is a pretty big part of things. It yeah. is. And uh, winners every year, I think up until this year, <laughs> where we only had a handful of horses remaining. And Roy, one of the real nice... Guys to see in the stable area and uh, around Emerald Downs, we certainly wish Roy well. Great run at Emerald Downs.
3: Yeah, very much so. And uh, anybody that really knows him, he's a real humanitarian, too. He is truly into helping people that uh, could use a helping hand. And if he's able to do it, he has been there. Roy Lum, uh, a great career in the state of Washington since 1957. Uh, started riding at Long Acres back then and became a trainer in the in the mid 70s and a long career there. I remember as System well.
4: Lady when I first started? Okay. Doing, was a really fast 2-year-old filly Royal Elm had, yeah. Indeed.
3: Okay. Um so the news and notes are up at emeralddowns.com
4: and the whole meet's right there on one long big scroll. There are a lot of yeah, the year-end totals in a mm. lot of categories and uh, uh yeah, fun to scroll through see what uh some of the numbers were, I don't know, uh, we didn't mention, we also put out a release that the handle this year was pretty good, Well, uh, $1.3 million a day. On-track handle was way up about 30%. That's great. And this one is really an important one. The purses paid out over $7 million, up 26.5% from 2021. And uh, that's important to stimulate the local uh, horseman's economy here in uh, Washington
3: that's right and i heard that all season long from from horsemen that uh yeah you know when purses are up uh it uh, gets a little bit of jump in your step and we were up and you know we'll see what happens in the future as far as that goes but uh really good sign for 2022 with uh so many higher purses than last year and 26 percent says it all and you know handle on track is great too because that is a huge
4: boon for the purse account. It is. And part of that, I think, you know, we're kind of back to full strength after coming out of the COVID years and people were able to attend. But yeah, it's, uh, we've talked about a lot, Joe, the on-track experience here at Emerald Downs. And if you're a horseman or a fan or whatever, it's fun to be at a happening place. And uh, there's always a good roar going up when the horses come down the stretch here.
3: There is. And, uh, you know, Scott Hansen uh, from the Seattle Times had that article uh pre-long acres mile on all of the special events that we do and uh boy you just can't have a gripe on those because they fit in so well and bring a lot of new people out to the track and uh some fun events bring a smile to your face and and uh, and some people on track
4: you know there's a lot of things out there right now we got the seahawks and the mariners and the seattle kraken are going now even around here the seattle thunderbirds university of washington I mean, there's, you know, there's there's all kinds of uh, sporting activities for people to attend. So I think the fact we're holding our own is, is wonderful.
3: It is, indeed. And, uh, hey, you can come to Emerald Down seven days a week now, beginning Monday, October 3rd. We're going to be open for full card simulcasting seven days per week, starting on Monday, October 3rd. Not this coming Monday, the 26th, but in October. So throughout the fall and winter. You can come seven days a week if uh, you're looking for a little something to do. And there's always, uh, you know, seven, eight tracks going on those Mondays and Tuesdays. In fact, when Turf Paradise start, there'll be a lot of interest for local people. Certainly,
4: yeah. That's kind of a, uh, we've got a lot of horsemen going down there. It's kind of a comparable numbers-wise to Emerald Downs in a lot of way. Yeah, for sure. I'll be following that.
3: Uh, one sad note to report. Uh, he lived a, a great long life. Prisco Vaca passed away this past weekend pre Vaca, known to so many at the track a, uh, a small breeder but did pretty well in his breeding he was the cousin of ralph Vaca. he uh pre came over he had a pretty good accent going because he came over from italy when he was 18 years old and uh, raised his family here in the, the south end of seattle and became and a horse breeder.
4: He, he bred an uh, emerald uh, muckleshoot derby winner a few years back. I am try- I should have been more prepared to remember the name, but this was like 2018, 2019. Jorge Carreno rode the horse. Um,
3: here, it's right in here.
4: And uh, he also bred Jamron One. Who was one of the great, really, uh, horses around here. He was
3: tremendous. He won seven stakes in his first two seasons at ages two and three. Jumron won, uh, and then ran in the mile at age four. He, he won the uh, Gottstein and the Long Ac- or the Emerald Downs Derby. My hey.
4: my grandpa was the one I was thinking. My of. My grandpa, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He bred That's... that horse. 2019 Muckleshoot Derby winner, okay. very good. And he, uh, Primo
3: Diamond was one of his who had a successful run. But uh, Privaka passed away at the age of 86, and. uh if you want more information on a uh, possible service there, you can go to uh, the Internet. But I don't have that at this time. And priya uh, had a lot of conversations with him. He liked to talk about uh, his horses. Why not? Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, our guest on the show, we've talked about Papa's Golden Boy. We're going to talk more. Gary Lusk, the owner of Papa's Golden Boy joining us in segment number two and we'll be back with that in a moment here on Horse Racing Northwest.
0: Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your First 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com bet that's number one st.com bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an express bet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into first bet using your username and password and you're off to the races up 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with first bet and reside in the state where such activity is legal Void or prohibited national gaming support line 800-522-4700
2: but you gotta catch Papa's Golden Boy. Papa's Golden Boy has a lead by six lengths over Sluice Wiz, who's a clear cut second and cutting into the margin, but they only got a sixteenth of a mile left to travel. Papa's Golden Boy leads by three. Sluice Wiz outside second. Papa's Golden Boy wants the finish line. Papa's Golden Boy holds over Sluice Wiz. Papa's Golden Boy gets that two turn stakes victory, defeating Sluice Wiz.
3: That was the stretch run of last Sunday's Muckleshoot Tribal Classic heavyweight championship at Emerald Downs between the winner Papa's Golden Boy and the Long Acres Mile Champs lose Tis whiz. A great race for Northwest Racing History, Emerald Downs 2022. The fans and uh, pretty much everybody involved and especially Vince, uh, our upcoming guest here, owner Gary Lusk, the Lusk family, owners of Papa's Golden Boy. Gary, good afternoon.
5: Good afternoon, Joe and Vince.
3: Hey, good to have you on. And, uh, you know, uh, you've had a lot of thrills over the past few seasons with one Papa's Golden Boy. And he had, uh, he had a little bit of a barrier to break down last Sunday. And darn if he didn't do it, it has to be pretty satisfying.
5: Oh, it's plenty satisfying. It's, it's unbelievable. I, we're still talking about it, all of us.
3: I bet, because your family is so much into uh, racing at Emerald Downs. You guys have just uh, uh, increased your uh, attendance and your performance and your production and your interest. Uh, uh, you got involved in a lot of horses this year,
5: Gary. We really did. The boys wanted to get a little bit more, and we we brought some up from uh, Turf Paradise. And we also claimed one or two out of Golden Gate and brought them up. So, of course, the one out of Golden Gate had a little issue, so he got put away for the year. He'll be back next year. But, yeah, it's been fun. We did a lot more claiming, and we wanted to get a little more involved.
3: Well, that is great. Uh, You know, involvement uh, makes it go. And the Lusk family, Vince, has, uh, uh, has got that going for him progression in that area but pop is golden boy he's the centerpiece
4: yeah and i know you mentioned the barrier but to me he had he officially hadn't done it he had kind of proven to me certainly that he can route with a big effort in the long acres mountain and, and and the one in 2021 wasn't bad mm-hmm. either but finishing second in the mile this year winning the muckleshoot tribal classic the horse certainly can route which is quite an accomplishment for a horse as fast as he is too and you know, uh you do the season ending uh, fastest times and Papa's Golden Boy had the fastest 6 furlongs 10776 and also the fastest mile on the 16th. <coughs> Excuse me, 141.82. So that's some real talent there.
3: Yeah, that was uh, a very fast Muckle Shoot Tribal Classic at 141 and 4 and uh yeah, the mile your thoughts after the mile, Gary, you know, uh He sluiced his whiz, went by him pretty good in that last eighth of a mile in the governor's. Um, And then you go on a mile, a two-turn distance, you'd never won. But boy, I think he really earned the respect, as Vince mentioned, uh, in two-turn ability with that second in the mile. So you had to be happy about that race, didn't you?
5: I was very happy. I mean, I was happy with the mile. Uh, I thought he went a great mile. Um, when it was over with we did talk about the mile and 16th coming up and i was a little hesitant at first and uh Vince was telling me don't worry about it i guarantee you, he can take it he can make it i mm-hmm. promise you he can do it and i'm just like well we were thinking about sending him out and i thought no nah, let's just try it here we'll try it one more time and damned if it didn't work i was so happy for it
3: yeah no it was just you know he's just an awesome horse uh he's just the last three years the performances he's put up and Speaking of your trainer Vince Gibson and his assistant Ashley Potts, I know they just love that horse. Uh, and you're out for training quite a bit. Uh, did does Vince just uh, does he change things up a little bit? You don't have to give away any company secrets, but uh, in going a mile and a sixteenth, just uh, maybe a little different training regimen.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, he does a few little things different. You know, he won't even tell me a lot of his little changes <laughs> that he does. Vince is a quiet person. <laughs> That's why he does. So well at what he does,
3: yeah, and uh, he lets you do a lot of the talking in his jockeys, but uh, uh, a very, very good horseman. He had quite the closing weekend, uh, Vince Brune, with um, his uh, Cody's Choice and Wine at Nine winning Saturday, and then Papa big win on Sunday.
4: Yeah, they had a, a great season actually. I think twenty-five wins. I think the Lux had eight of those. So great season there. I know Papa with that win. He hit a hundred thousand yep. in in uh, yearly earnings too. So just great management by the Lus and Vince Gibson and Joe. I think we got a blossoming rivalry here between <laughs> Slews Tis Wiz and Papa's Golden Boy, hoping to see them both back here next year.
3: Yeah, they met five times. Papa's Golden Boy outran Slews Tiz Wiz three of those five times. And of course, Slews Tiz Wiz won the big one, the mile. But uh, yeah, you gotta be uh, excited about that too, Gary Lusk, that uh papa's earnings have kind of increased every year as well
5: yeah every year he's done better and better and i mean from last year i thought he had a a wonderful year i mean i couldn't ask for much more than that and this year i think he came out and even i don't know i think he showed it up from last year i mean his speed ratings were on top uh everything he did was right <laughs>
3: yeah yeah our track announcer bill downs who called all those races he's said on this podcast before that uh that uh, Budweiser stake victory of Papa's was uh, would rival a heck of a lot of sprinters in all parts of North America.
4: Yeah, he's just a uh, rare speed, as I think the term you and I have used, Joe, and he's just going to outrun anyone he wants to for the lead, but the stamina is proven there as well, and you and I have also commented on one a. Uh, 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 nice looking horse he is he's is oh. really filled out as an older horse and i i agree i think he could hold his own but selfishly i want to see him hanging around these parts <laughs> <laughs> well i do
3: too yeah tell us about his physical development over the past two years a uh, four-year-old five-year-old six-year-old gary
5: well as a four-year-old you know his three-year-old i think he only came out and raced three or four times so he didn't do a whole lot um i think he got second on his last race on his three-year-old but his four-year-old he came out and broke his maiden, um, and didn't look that bad. I thought, uh, he did quit a little bit at the end there. Tig got him at the end there, but he still held on. But then he, we talked about either putting him in allowance or running him again at 25. And we thought, nah, let's just put him in allowance. And he just, at that time smoked the field. I mean, I was just looking at Vince like, Whoa, what's Gary Wells doing to him? <laughs> got him out there by a fortune. I was like, I I just was crazy about that, but he held on that and won it. And, came out and i think he got second in the stakes that year
3: yeah um, elliot bay got him in the governor's prior to the mile but it was correct. a good race
5: yeah and the mile of course he was out there but i think you know, all the horses were that horse that came up uh i can't remember the name any Oh no another twist that? of fate yeah, yeah that one there yeah he he just tore everybody up he was just above and yeah. above us all but coming into his fifth year i mean he came out and won three in a row. I mean, it's five and a half is six and a six and a half. And I thought, Oh my. And then running that mile. Um, I thought he ran a great mile. He was out there with fractions with any quarter storm, like no other. So to me, he ran a great mile. Um, then we took him out of there after that. And then we brought him back. We only raced him, I think down at Del Mar and, and then once at golden gate and brought him home and got him ready for Emerald downs again. And he came out this year and, you know, he, he only won a couple stakes which was great and then he got a lot of seconds but you know what he, he's had a great year he's had an awesome year
3: yeah those seconds were really important seconds strong seconds stakes races uh, long acres mile second was uh, an outstanding effort in that 12 horse field just a, a real washington bred dynamo papa's golden boy and he he uh, i know you took him south last year after the meeting and we were all anxious to see him run. And I saw you and talked to you a few times and uh you said how many times we entered him and couldn't get him in and the and the schedule just uh didn't work out too good last year. You finally wanted to run him somewhere, so I think you ran him at Del Mar on the grass, but uh and and I hear you might be going uh to another state this year. Tell us what's in the plans for pop up.
5: Yeah, uh talking with benton Ashley. Ashley's going down the turf, so I thought, you know, I, I did send a couple out already to um, Golden Gate, but I thought I'd send Pop and a few others down to Turf Paradise. And as of November 4th, opening day is a Friday. There's a stakes race down there. So he'll be entered in that, and we'll see what happens. There should be another one in December, or the first part of December, and then I'll probably end up bringing him back home after those two races. Um, we'll just have to see how that goes. But... At this point, he's heading down to Turf Paradise with Ashley. She's going to take a barn full, and hopefully we have a fun time down there like we did up here. That
3: is great. Uh, and that, uh, that race approximately is what, first part of
5: November, is it? or? It is November 4th.
3: November 4th, okay. Opening day at Phoenix, and uh, six furlongs? Uh, six
5: and a half on okay. the dirt. Very
3: good. Well, uh, we got that thing marked down, and that might be Breeders' Cup weekend. I think it is.
4: I think it is too. Is that fourth yeah. and fifth?
3: Is that a Friday? Oh, it
5: is. It is Friday. Yeah, Friday, yeah. Saturday, I fourth and fifth.
3: Breeders' Cup Friday at Keeneland. So uh, lots of action, lots of interest in horse racing that weekend. Yeah, that's outstanding. And and you know what, Vince? We know the Lusk family listens to Horse Racing Northwest because uh, when the the gal from Wisconsin came to town for the uh, for the uh, Corgi races. Um, we, I brought her into the paddock, and Gary, I think it was your wife, uh, someone in your crowd, you had about six people there in the paddock waiting to get ready to start another horse, and uh, we both, uh, I was walking into the paddock with the gal from Wisconsin, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, and somebody in your group says, uh, oh, that must be the girl from Wisconsin that's coming to town to watch the corgis, <laughs> and she heard that, and it pretty much blew her mind. Her mouth went open, I go... Yeah, we talked about you on our podcast this week that a gal was flying in. Uh, Her parents were flying her in for a graduation present to watch the uh, corgi races at Emerald Downs, and uh, that was pretty funny. You remember that moment, Gary?
5: I do remember that. That was my boy, Kyle. He he listens faithfully. We all do, but he he probably plays it two or three times, traveling back and forth to Yakima.
3: That was great. Uh, You guys really made her feel kind of important, and uh, uh, it was a funny moment, but. Nonetheless, uh, Papa's Golden Boy, uh, again, just another tremendous season. Uh, Two fastest times noted there and a huge win last Sunday.
4: I gotta say, if I could vote again on race of the Meat, that Muckleshoot Tribal Classic might be it, because that was a classic race where you had a real fast horse out on the lead and a real nice horse chasing them, and they finished almost on the wire together. Only this time it was Papa's Golden Boy in front in fast time, one forty one point six three. Just a terrific effort by two really, two really good horses. Yeah,
3: and
5: I agree
4: with you.
3: A tremendous race again, just a treat for the fans to to get those heavyweights at each other five times in the course of a year and let's hope it works out that way in 2023 as well but uh some work to do before that and gary again uh thanks so much for your participation in emerald downs racing and your attendance and all your whole family's interest and and uh, you deserve success and you're getting it with papa's golden boy thanks for i
5: appreciate it
3: yeah thanks for joining us gary very much thank you
5: gary thank you both so much yep thank you both so much.
3: Take care. Gary Lusk and the Lusk family with some great thrills over the past few seasons. And good luck to them the rest of the year. We're going to come back with our third and final segment. uh, And we'll have plenty to do there. So stay tuned.
1: Horse Racing Northwest. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse
3: Racing Northwest, our final segment on our post-Emerald Downs 2022 meeting. And we'll be up periodically with Horse Racing Northwest, myself and Vince, guests. And uh, Bill Downs will join us again. So let's do a little back and forth as we have done in the past, Vince. Uh, I've got a few obscure ones and some, you know, interesting ones, as usual. Um, First one's a little bit obscure. I'm going to say that uh, after the 2022 Long Acres Mile won by Sluice Tizwiz, still no Emerald Downs winning race mare has produced a Long Acres Mile champion, which isn't, you know, snap your finger, slam dunk thing, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, The only uh, Emerald Downs, or yeah emerald downs era long acres mile winner ed nader he's out of rainbow rider who was a multiple winner at long acres but uh we're still looking for that to happen of course we had a chance for that with gadget queen this year and huge Bigley.
4: okay uh, speaking of breeding everyone knows harbor the gold has been dominant around here mm-hmm. just look at papa's golden boy um but Abraj ends Harbor of the Gold's eight year run as the leading sire at Emerald Downs. 20 wins for Abraj, uh, Coast Guard second, and Harbor of the Gold third this year. Abraj with 20 wins, the leading sire at the 2022 meet. Okay, yeah, eight straight years for Harbor of the
3: Gold as leading sire of races one. Slew's Tiz Wiz was the first mile winning Washington homebred since Noosa Beach in 2010. Slew's Tiz Wiz, a homebred of uh, K&D Thoroughbreds. Uh, Darlene Craig, of course, uh, here to celebrate, and her husband, the late Carl Craig. Uh, a shame he wasn't around. Boy, he he was top-notch in Washington Thoroughbred racing and breeding the last 15 to 20 years. But Sluice Wiz joins. Uh, there were several other homebred mile winners, including Wasserman, No Giveaway, Sabretooth, and Ednator. So it's not a uh, super short list, but Sluice Wiz the first since 2010.
4: And we had a new uh, leader atop the trainers category this year. Mm. George Rosales knocking at the door the last few years. He had had two-thirds and a second uh, over the last three years. Finally uh, got the win this year, 36 wins, seven clear of Blaine Wright and Frank Lucarelli. if you can beat those two guys around Emerald Downs, you're doing something right. But George did it without a stakes win, which is a little bit unusual. He did come close, Chuckanut Bay there in the Washington Cup, edged out, running out of days, but was DQ'd for interference and deep stretch and then chucking up bay second in the gotstein but george rosales our leading trainer in
3: 2022 yeah seeking that first emerald down stakes victory is rosales Leading stakes jockey kevin radke with five as he won two on closing day blazing bella blue papa's golden boy he edged out Juan Gutierrez and Jose Zanino, who won four each. And of course, Zanino up on Lloyd's Logic got his fourth on closing day as well. But how about Kevin Radke, leading stakes jockey for the first time since 2002, 20 years ago. He had eight stakes wins at Emerald Downs. So that's a real tribute to his physicality, Mm -hmm. his his drive, you know, uh, just
4: a, a really good story. So one of the busiest jobs at Emerald Downs these days is claims clerk over by the paddock. This year, 52-day meet, 224 claims. Let's see. What's that, Joe? About four and a half a day or something? Yeah. yeah. Last year, in 49 days, we had 193 claims. Uh, so up a bit there. But in the aggregate dollars in claims, claims, 1,674,500. 1,674,500. Last year, 988,500. So people spending money. We had 10 claims. or more at the meet. Wow
3: yeah that that's a lot of interest good to see that yeah when purses are up that stuff happens. Leading stakes trainer Blaine Wright with six stakes scores and I think it was four different horses. Tom Wenzel had five stakes wins with four different horses so just a great barns there. Blaine wins another stakes title his fifth He's either been the clear leader or tied for the lead in the last six years. So another good year for the right barn. The record, uh, leading stakes trainer, Doris Harwood, did it six times. So Blaine has that record in sight.
4: And over those last six years, Blaine has more than twice as many stakes wins as the next closest. So he has really been... Uh, a force in mm-hmm. stakes races at Emerald Downs. Uh, betting favorites this year, uh, I think over the first few weeks we were really high. Yeah. It leveled out late, and including six quarter horse races, betting favorites one sixty for four twenty five, which uh, figures out to about thirty seven point six percent. And to me, that's not too high a number uh, for no. today's age. It's uh, not racing in twenty twenty two.
3: Yeah, that's good. And uh, 10 to 1 winners at Emerald Downs this year, just under 10% uh, up quite a bit from last year. And I mean, I like to see that because it shows that there's some competitive racing going on. Right. And so the 10 to 1 winners were up. The average win pay was up a little bit. $10.40 for an average. Okay. Um, You mentioned Harbor the Gold. uh, His eight-year run as leading sire of the meeting was broken, but he did and was the leading stakes sire for the ninth time. He had three stakes winners, three stakes wins in races, two from Papa's Golden Boy. It's all about the ride also. So three for Harbor the Gold, two for Slews Tis Now, both by Slews Tis Wiz, and two for The Factor, who had two different two-year-old winners, as you mentioned earlier. Aloha. Breeze and the Godstein winner Lloyd's Logic, um, Cahill Road delineator and Sloodle Dew, have all been leading stakes sire twice. Harbor the Gold has done it nine times.
4: Uh, one final one for me: okay. the, the only horse to finish uh, first and second in uh, four stakes races at the meet. Papa's Golden Boy mm. with two wins and two seconds in four stake starts. Sleuth's Tis was, of course, uh, 2 1 0 and, and four stakes starts. So, again, really two really good handicap horses at Emerald Downs in 2022.
3: Yeah, that was a treat. Uh, here's uh, some astute trainers over the years at Emerald Downs. How about starting your horse with his career, his or her career debut in a stakes race? Well, seven times that first time starter won a stake. Knights Kaffer, Len Kazmerski, Lady Ledoux, Bonnie Jenny. Caribou Harbor, Doris Harwood, Carula, David Martinez, Unmatchable, Jack McCartney, Dutton, Howard Belvoir, and this year running out of days, Blaine Wright, he placed him correctly. He won by 10, didn't he? And that uh,
4: he did and then, you know, he had one of the top races of the meet in my opinion in, in that walk up where him and and uh, Chuckanut. Chuckanut Bay hooked up at about the 3 16th and went and neither was ahead in front the, the whole length of the stretch. That was a a classic battle there, too.
3: That was. Okay, there's a little back-and-forth action. Uh, we could do a sports short. Uh, I'll go to golf, and I saw the President's Cup is going this weekend, which, of course, does nowhere near rival the popularity of the Ryder Cup, which is the USA against Europe, and which is every other year. But uh, golf at the top is is a little sketchy and cloudy right now because of the emergence of the Live Tour, Uh, I first noticed it at U.S. Open time in June when, boy, you know, the golf world just stops when it's U.S. Open week. But this year there was a live tour and, uh, you know, it just all of a sudden didn't seem quite so important. It still was a huge tournament. But in the future here, 2023, I I hope the best golfers in the world are able to play in the majors and. And uh, the golf world kind of concentrates on those tournaments. But, you know, I'm not saying the PGA owns all golfers and all purse money because they don't anymore. That's been proven. But it just, uh, golf interest, and I'm sure the ratings for the President's Cup are going to be down just yeah. because of all the other sports you, you've mentioned that are going on too.
4: Well, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. I, You know, uh, when you and I were uh, young Youngsters, you know, uh the, two of the biggest events, of course, were the Indianapolis 500. And, and, of course, boxing was huge. And, you know, they got broken down into categories there with different uh ownerships and groups and all that. And, and now both are kind of a shell of what they were Boy. before. So, you know, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff or you can, you know, it's like there's a lot of competition out there. So... I would hate to see that happen to golf, but I don't know all the inner workings of it. So I'm sure guys have certain reasons for doing certain things. But
3: just I have huge interest in golf. Uh, In fact, we have a golf league I've been in for several years. We didn't even draft this fall, which we usually settle up, pay our uh, pay the winners. The losers pay the winners for that season. Uh, among our members and then we draft for the next year but we didn't do that because we don't know necessarily who's going to be playing against who and returning right. so it, it's just changed a lot yeah, you a sp-
4: when interest gets splintered that can be a, an issue for a sport okay I'm, I'm always showing my age in these things um <laughs> hey, hey are the huskies back let's ask joe i would like your opinion man, on
3: alive i i this coach DeBoer can really get an offense in gear, mm-hmm. and Michael Penix is just running it to a tee, and it's really, really impressive so far. It's great for the Huskies.
4: And they got a test this weekend with Stanford, a traditional Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12 rival. Um, when I was, again, when I was young, one of the first big sports uh, stories I remember was Sonny Mm-hmm. And they had a national uh, TV game against Stanford. Stanford had Jim Plunkett, who, did he win the Heisman that year? Or... He did. He did, yeah. And the Rose Bowl. And the Rose Bowl. And Washington went down there and gave him a heck of a game. Jim Craig, who was a good flanker, returned the opening kickoff. That kind of caught Stanford's attention, and they rallied into a 21-7 to lead. And lo and behold, Washington rallied, got it within 21-20, went for two. And took the lead, which was, you know, showing some guts for Jim Owens there, only to have Stanford march down the field and score a touchdown and then the two point conversion. I think to Randy the Rabbit Ba Bataha. Randy Bataha. And Stanford won 29-22, but it was a heck of a ball game between Stanford and Washington. One of the one of the real epics of my youth. Yeah.
3: I watched that whole game as well. Um, you know. And back at that time, there was well before ESPN, and that uh, the ratings one game had, a week, <laughs> yeah, the ratings had to be pretty darn high in the Seattle area for that game with Sunny Sixkiller. Well, he ended up on the cover of
4: Sports Illustrated, and yeah, they, from Ashland, Oregon, and uh, he was small and and but he could really rifle that ball around. Never got much of a shot in the pros, but uh, he was a folk hero around here for a couple years.
3: Yeah, uh, friend of mine Carl Nichols uh, was his neighbor, and Carl knew sonny really well and and i'd met sonny a few times over the years but he was in carl's backyard one summer and i was there after golf and uh he told uh he was telling stories about the filming of the longest yard for about an right yeah there were some hard. great great stories there
4: i had a i remember those six jerseys uh with the husky colors yeah. those were real big i had one i got one of those oh, that was you? a big deal when i was a kid yeah I those bet. were yeah
3: okay that's a good sports short from vince um handicapping, I'm just going to throw out a horse that I'm going to bet, just because in, in a quick look, I like midshipman as a sire. So I'm looking at parks tomorrow, which is their big day, by the way, the Derby
4: uh, and the cotillion,
3: eight and stakes, bunch of others, yeah. and I think five graded stakes. Their second race is a maiden special weight at six and a half furlongs for juvenile fillies and civil notion number eight, 20 to one on the morning line. She's by midshipman and she just ran on in her career debut at Parks on August 23rd, so good spacing. Uh, The trainer is Uriah St. Louis, who I don't know. He
4: is the long shot king. He usually wins about 5% every year, but he's been known to blow up the tote board. Okay,
3: Uh, good info. But uh, second-time starter who just was in a nine-horse field, was dead last early and just kept working her way forward. Uh, ran five and a half on august 23rd get six and a half on saturday and at 20 to one um, you know so many times those horses show even you know more speed in their second mm-hmm. start and uh, the light goes on i think she is worth a look at 20 to one at parks tomorrow Sold me okay
4: you <laughs> know, right. you have to twist my arm to bed yeah, a second time. no exactly <laughs>
3: you've scored on plenty of those okay uh sport short selections back and forth. Uh, trivia i think yeah i think we're at the trivia last week our question was the horse with the highest earnings at emerald downs with no stakes dollars on Mm. his or her resume and i know you know this one and you know it's not too hard to find out because you could just go to equibase and those of you who aren't aware of equibase with all the free availability of data there it's really good uh they've got a little box in the top right there and it's usually the default is on horse type in um, or go to statistics, actually. And then you can type in Emerald Downs 2022 meeting. You can get horse, trainer, jockey, owner, standings. And so if you look at the list of high earners at Emerald Downs and you see steak horse, steak horse, loose, dizz, whiz, popsicle. Mm-hmm. You come to Pearl River Delta for Alan Bozell. She earned $48,000 this year with no stakes dollars at
4: all. She's in the money, eight out of eight. Tremendous. And and Alan Bazell he had that one. And he also had the four year old Philly Zippin' Sevens, who is our champion four year old Philly. So ba is, again one of the good guys you around bet. the track.
3: He is uh he doesn't get in anybody's way and goes about his business. And uh, Zippin' Sevens made sixty four thousand Pearl River Delta uh Mike Phillips owns Zip, Zip and sevens. sevens,
4: yeah, that was a great race between her and Blazing. And Kevin Radke interviewed him after the race. A little bit cavalier, I thought in his comments saying he could have her anytime he wanted her. I thought Zip and Sevens was a little more resilient than that. But he was on the horse, and I believe him because he won. But I thought a great race between Blazing yeah. Bella Blue and Zip and Sevens. Yeah, Andy Dockhorn
3: got that uh, trivia answer. Andy's got some some Emerald Downs uh, swag coming his way. And then I think Andy was the guy who got the uh, Eddie Arcaro answer on Italian Day and got a little gift for that. He came right up to me and uh, knew that Eddie Arcaro was uh, an Italian-American on Italian Day who had won the Long Acres Mile in the past. So good stuff, Andy. On that and this week's question, send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. By the way, trivia at emeralddowns.com. Um, so, as uh, we have talked before, uh, Flying with Eagles is the first Emerald Downs stakes-winning horse to sire an Emerald Downs stakes winner himself. He sired Exclusive Eagle, stakes winner in 2006. Gadget Queens also by Flying with Eagles. But there are several now, so give me as many as you can. Whoever gets the most correctly will win. Let's see, that might not work too good. Somebody might throw out 38 sires and just hope to hit the board with uh, the right ones. But uh, name as many Emerald Downs stakes winning horses as you can that has gone on to sire an Emerald down stakes winner. And there's more than a few. Trivia at EmeraldDowns.com. Vince, that's uh, Weekly Horse Racing Northwest for the 2022 season, and we'll meet again uh, in a few weeks.
4: Yes, sir, and uh, looking forward to Papa's Golden Boy in Phoenix. That's terrific news, and uh, boy, that'll be quite a week. Uh, We'll have to have uh, Horse Racing Northwest with the Breeders' Cup and maybe an update on Papa's Golden Boy and anyone else who's uh, participating from around here. Sounds like a plan.
3: Okay, thanks for listening to Horse Racing Northwest.